0: Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak Podcast. My name's Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world. Now, today I'm speaking with Tal Wilkenfeld. In fact, we're looking back at our conversation with Tal back in episode number 108, as part of our fifth anniversary celebrations, we are revisiting some of the most popular interviews in the history of the podcast. And it was great to have another listen to the conversation with Tao. Now, she, of course, is a Sydney cider but has been living in the States for many years now and has shared the stage or studio with artists such as Jeff Beck, Herbie Hancock, Eric Clapton, Prince, and the album brothers, just to name a few, it's an unbelievable resume. And uh, with today's conversation, we talk about um, some of those gigs and also Tal's new solo album, *Love Remains*, which sees her fronting material, synthesizing rock, chamber folk, and jazz influences. It's an incredible album. We get to listen to a few of the a few excerpts, I should say, from the album with Tal's permission and much more Tal is super cool and it was great to have her on the show Now today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology the online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology in LA and a great friend of this podcast. Here's a few words from Joe You're tired of waiting through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player Fretboard Biology is your answer Fretboard Biology is a self paced college level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free seven day trial at fretboardbiology.com. The links to Fretboard Biology are in the show notes. Please check them out. And now let's jump into our conversation with Tal Wilkenfell. Hi, Tal.
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: Yeah, going really well. Welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: Awesome. Now, we are from your hometown of Sydney, so it's nice to have a Sydney cider on the phone, um, albeit from the other side of the world.
1: <laughs> you can make it sound like I'm right there, though, right? Just tweak a couple knobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. That's it. Just tweaking. Tweaking right now, in fact. <laughs> hey, um, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> congratulations on the new album. That sounds fantastic. Bang. It must be great to have the album out um, in the wild after, after such a process.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's, uh, it's a big relief for me. And uh, I really feel like the, the surge of creativity again. You know, like once you put something out there, Uh, You you can't do anything about it. you just got to, you know, let it do its thing. So it's it's quite freeing, actually.
0: That's awesome. Now, this is your first full release since your Transformation album, which was released back in 2007. And for anyone who's followed your career, we know for a while you've been um, working in a really different direction to that first record, Um, working a lot more indie rock and uh, becoming more of a front Front person and a and a songwriter. Um, when did when did the process for Love Remains start for you?
1: Um, I would say I first started writing for it maybe maybe about five years ago. Um, it's it's been it's been a gradual process because um, I made this album myself, like. I funded it myself and everything and so when I started the process I would ride and then go and tour and play with other people and come back and do some more and then you know record you know there were big breaks in between while I, I put it all together. And then um, and then when I, when I finished recording it uh, at the end of uh, 2015, I sent it to Pete Townsend and I uh, ended up going on the road with the who in 2016. And then uh, and then at, at the end of that year I, I had to take some time off because I lost I lost quite a lot of friends in a very short window of time. and, uh, and then once I, once I felt like I'd recovered from that, I uh, I went back into figuring out how I was going to release this album, and it's been quite a long process as a as an indie artist. But now I, I'm supported by CMG, which is really really nice, thanks to Julian Lennon, who connected us. So it, it's really it's really great. I feel so great uh, about this whole thing now, but it definitely was a lot of work and a lot of ups and downs.
0: I, I bet, and um, yeah, it's a very personal. Uh, there's some very personal chapters on the album, as as well. You really, you really put yourself out there. Can I ask when you your your band opened for the Who? Um, I guess you got to road test a lot of these songs. Did playing these songs in a live environment um, change the arrangements or the energy or the direction of the songs in any way?
1: I think the songs have um, have changed in some way from the being on the road, uh, but the album was cut before I went on the road. So you're not hearing those okay, changes okay. on the record, but there there are live recordings on YouTube of me with the band live. And, it, you know, we, we play them. Well, it's different musicians as well, so it's just a different approach. I don't really like to tell a musician to play like some other musician. Like I like to mm-hmm. let musicians mm-hmm. be their own voice. So it's more about when I'm selecting musicians to play my music that they have, you know, the versatility to play various styles of music because my music's been influenced from anything from rock to to jazz to folk, you know, and just making sure that the that the musicians are um, inspired by the various genres that I'm influenced by and know how to improvise, but also know how to play for a song. Like, that's really important, and mm-hmm. it's a tough combination, I found, to find. You know, like, a lot of the times, like, uh, improvisational musicians can tend to not really enjoy playing parts, and then some musicians who play, you know, a lot of parts might not enjoy improvising as much. It's like it's... You know, it takes a certain sure, kind of musician yeah. that really enjoys doing both and, and that even when they're they're improvising, they're, they're still uh, playing for the song.
0: Sure, yeah. Well, one, one thing I loved about the album, there are some really long um, songs that really unfold over time like Corner Painter or Hard To Be Alone or Haunted Love. And then you've got these more concise songs like, I guess, Love Remains or... Fistful of Glass, where I guess, the or for the album at least, the form um, is more of a straight-ahead pop form. But then you've got, yeah, those those bigger songs that tend to unwind. So that would, I guess, um, absolutely require that sort of player that, that you're mentioning.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Tell me about the tracking. I, I, I think I've heard in another interview that you tracked a lot of the album live. Was, is that true?
1: Yeah. The whole thing was uh, pretty much a live performance um there were some small overdubs, but the
0: bulk of it is is live performance there's some um, great moments in a track like hard to be alone it really feels like the band is going hard especially in the solo it's a guitar solo i guess but it feels like a band solo because the (laughs) the bass and drums are, are rocking it's like a power trio at stages that's really fun
1: yeah i i think um I uh when I when I first moved to New York when I was a teenager I started I started playing with Wayne Krantz a lot and Wayne Krantz was yeah. one of my biggest musical influences and I um got into the habit back then of 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 doing group improvisations like he he was very big on like nobody is soloing but everybody is following.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow.
1: And we're just having like a musical conversation. It's like a musical moment. Like nobody needs to. Like it's not just all about one person. And and I I've always kept that with me. And then when I played with Herbie Hancock and Wayne Shorter, they they had a similar way of approaching uh, solo sections where it's just like group improvisation just like a group conversation and so you know I've spent enough time with my band now um, where they understand that that's what I enjoy right? uh, as opposed to like let's have this backup band that plays behind this solo that has this peak that goes like yeah, this sure. da 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 it, uh, it can be very yeah. unpredictable like when my we will go all over the place and, and that's what's so fun about it so yeah that's, that's uh, I really enjoy that <laughs>
0: the front half of your career, or I shouldn't say half, the, the early stages of your career is really well documented. So you've worked with people like Jeff Beck, um, you've been in the studio with Prince and Herbie Hancock. What, what is working with people like that, what do you bring from that now that you're leading your own band?
1: Well, I think it's the, it's the opposite. I wish I had known then what I know now about how hard it is uh-huh. to lead a band. Like, it's it's there's so much work and it's a lot of pressure and responsibility. And I think that uh, as a side man back then, I took that for granted. Um, just saying, and, and I, and I wish I could go back and be like, wow, like I would have so much more empathy <laughs> <for them laughs> because it's, it's really like a lot of work. Not that it isn't like the most amazingly fulfilling thing, but it's also just so much work Um And so, yeah, I I do wish I'd known that then. But uh, in terms of, like, musically, like, um, I think that, like, uh, the the, the biggest things are are hard to articulate into words because, you know, when you have a musical conversation with someone, you tend to pick up on nuances uh, in their vocabulary, sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously. But, you know, then obviously you could be, make them conscious and decide whether they want to continue to be a part of your vocabulary or not. Um, and so, you know, when you're having conversations with people on uh, that level, it's... Uh, you know, and you're picking up really <laughs> very, uh, very nuanced things. I, I can't really articulate it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, so much of it is unspoken, Um, but yeah, that that is that is very cool.
1: I think you learn patience too.
0: Okay, so as a sideman or as as a band leader, how do you mean?
1: Just as an experienced musician, you just Mm yeah yeah. I know it's a catchphrase, but take your time. Like you just yeah, you don't you don't feel the need to say everything all at once. Like you just the more you you play with these seasoned players, you just realise that they really knew how to be patient and just take their time and say what they need to say.
0: All right. hope you're enjoying the conversation with Tao Wilkenfeld. We'll get back to that very shortly. But I want to say thank you to Fretboard Biology. For bring this episode to us today. Fretboard Biology is the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology, in addition to heading up the guitar course at the McNally Smith College as well. So Joe knows his stuff. Now, full disclosure, I've known Joe for a few years and he asked me to be a beta tester for the course when he started putting it together in recent times. And I've got to say, I love the pacing and the content of the course. I'm in music education myself, so I really appreciate the, uh, the academic rigor and the, the practical application. And when you combine those things together, I think you're onto a good thing. So please check out Fretboard Biology. The links are in the show notes. Okay, back to our conversation. Your your development as a bass player, the, again, it's it's well discussed, so it, it seemed to be very quick. You seemed to have a real affinity for music once you finally picked up a guitar and then a bass. Um, as a singer, was your development a similar thing? Was it a similar story to get your, your vocal instrument into shape?
1: I, I don't know that I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I, I mean, I'm my my own worst critic. Uh, I mean, singing uh, is something that like everybody does, right? Like everybody can open their mouths and sing. Sure. And so it's it's different to like you know you you don't just pick up a guitar and know how to. You have to sort of learn how to move your fingers, and then you can speak through a guitar. But anyone can open their mouth and sing. So it's it's. It's easier to not train yourself as a vocalist, you know. Whereas you can't escape it as as an instrumentalist. You have to put in some work. So uh, it's hard to compare those two. Okay. Um, and I would say that vocally, it, it vocally it's it's more about um, being comfortable in your own voice because everyone has their own voice. Everyone has their own talking voice and therefore their own singing voice. And a lot of people hide their own singing voice. Like they sort of overly affect it and whatnot. But if you just naturally sing, Mm -hmm. you'll have your own sound. And so it's just about like sort of becoming comfortable with that and knowing um, parameters around that. And then I think the most important thing is that well, what are you singing about? Like, what are you actually saying? And how do you want to say it? And that's when, like, the storytelling comes in and and lyric writing, which is something that really does take time to hone that craft. And obviously there are people that uh, are more uh, naturally gifted than others, but, you know, a lot of reading helps and reading poetry. Is, that takes time.
0: Tell there's some beautiful bass moments on the record. That this tune, "Haunted Love," has a beautiful accompaniment. It's almost guitar-like.
1: like um, like a, a classical baritone guitar or something um, and it's sort of influenced by by folk music and jazz music and classical music at the same time you know like the form of it is, is influenced by classical and that it keeps sort of like uh, moving into new sections and changing keys and time signatures it's not a very traditional form yeah, yeah. Um, And and so jazz-wise, harmonically a little bit, but um, folk-wise, just in that, uh, like, some of my favorite, like, folk or blues songs, you know, they'll add, like, a beat or take away a beat, like, if that's what the story or the melody needs, you know, like like they always joke about like lightning hopkins playing a 12 and a half bar blues because it's just like well whatever yes. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. story guides <laughs> you and um so i like to use that mentality in general with all my songwriting but it's it's quite evident in that song because it's just moving all over the place
0: very cool Well, tell i need to let you go but thank you so much it's been um it's been great to hear the album. It's on high rotation, and um, it's great to talk to you about it as well.
1: All right, thank you.
0: All right, all the best. See ya.
1: See you in Sydney soon.
0: All right, there you go. Tal Wilkenfeld, an absolutely brilliant Musician at the top of her game And a super cool person And I loved having her on the Guitar Speak podcast My thanks to Fretboard Biology for sponsoring Today's episode Please check out the Fretboard Biology Links in the show notes all right, hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want more Guitar Speak podcasts, make sure you subscribe. It is free of charge to hit that subscribe or follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart Radio, um, pretty much any podcast, we are there. So hit subscribe and you'll get every episode free of charge delivered to your device for your listening pleasure. All right, that's about it for me. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast and in the words of legendary German rocker, Michael Schenker. Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.